Hello, listeners. This is Janine and Kristen from Henrico Casa. You are listening to our podcast, Vigilant Voices. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Vigilant Voices podcast. This episode comes to you right in the middle of the holiday season. So we hope that this is a time of cheer for you. Yes, but we also understand if it's not. Right. Because while the holidays can be joyful, they can also be a time of stress, of grief, of loneliness, unmet expectations, and other maybe not so cheerful feelings. Right. So we're going to talk about this, um, but whether the holidays are a happy or a challenging time for you, um, we know that they are often full of big emotions, yes, right? Uh-huh. Um, Good and bad. <laughs> and, and that really is especially true for the children we serve at Henrico Casa, which stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. And so once again, today, as a reminder, we are focusing on knowing about the challenges facing children and families in order to ensure that no child faces additional abuse, neglect, or trauma. That is absolutely right. And as much as we hate to think about it, Mm -hmm. abuse, neglect, and trauma do happen during the holiday season. Unfortunately, that's very much true. And so I think perhaps, Kristen, we can talk about a couple of things. And so I have a couple questions in mind. Well, yeah, I think there are two. Um, you know, so so maybe why are the holidays difficult for so many of the youth that we serve? And then maybe part two of that is, and then what can we do to best support them through the holiday season? Sure. And they're both great questions. And like anything, it totally depends on the child, the family and their situation. But before we go into that, Janine, mm-hmm. I do have a case story to share. Oh, good. Um, it was actually conveyed to us by one of the judges with Henrico County's Juvenile and Domestic Relations Court. Um, this judge was explaining the role of court-appointed special advocates to a group of our volunteers. Right. And she was explaining that the observations, the reports, the recommendations that we provide to judges like her are so important. And so in doing so, she recounted a family that still weighed heavily on her heart because they came before her in the courtroom on a motion regarding the children being removed from their home of origin. And they came to her courtroom just a few days before Christmas. Mm, that's that's sad and a, and a tough situation for, for many reasons. Yeah. And clearly the timing and the contrast of this situation versus, you know, what you hope would be holiday cheer right. was just so upsetting to this judge. Um, she knew that the children had already lived through traumatic experiences and the decision that she felt was in their best interest to be separated from their birth parents for their own safety would likely also add to their trauma. Yeah. And I, I feel for our judges who are amazing, but they are tasked with making very difficult decisions yeah, they are. and they're not easy. And, you know, the reality in this situation was that I think she knew that this decision that she was going to make would clearly impact how the children feel about probably holidays to come in the future. Right. Yeah. We see a lot of reasons why this time of year can be emotionally challenging Um, for some, like these children, the holidays specifically bring back a traumatic memory, right? right? Um, This is the time of year though, when maybe so-and-so drinks more heavily and becomes abusive. Right. Or this is the time of year that our family always visits uncle so-and-so who makes me feel uncomfortable. Right. You know, and then there are additional feelings for children who have been removed from their homes, like the children that that we serve living in foster care. Right. Um, and 
the holidays can initiate and bring up maybe even a sense of mourning because yeah, they're so true. They're missing things, right? Mm-hmm. Family, friends, the house that they knew, the traditions that you know they used to celebrate. Yeah, for sure. Um, I saw that this informal study conducted with the Foster Club found that 82% of youth living in foster care miss their families during the holidays. Wow. Which yeah. Makes yeah. sense. It I mean, does. And a lot of these kids probably know that maybe they're safer, but mm-hmm. they still miss their families. Yeah. Um, children like these, they have lost relationships, lost traditions, and now they're navigating new unfamiliar relationships, mm-hmm. new homes, new traditions that may be completely different than what they were used to. It's just, it's a major loss yeah. for them. Yeah. You know, and I, I, so we're talking about children because that is our primary focus in terms of right. who we serve. Mm-hmm. But I think we should also point out that you know, adults mourn these things too. They do. Um, and, you know, we talk about this, you know, magic age of 18, when a, you know, a youth turns 18, it, it doesn't mean that they're going to magically love the holidays again. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, we probably all know individuals who feel sadness and grief for many years to come around the holidays. Um, and it might lessen over time, but it probably never fully goes away depending on what those memories you know, evoke and what those right, feelings, right? right? That's so true. You know, during the holiday season, it can seem like everybody else is mm-hmm. happy and cheerful and surrounded by family. And so if that's not how you're feeling, right. right, you can see how it really intensifies feelings of loss and can lead to stronger feelings of loneliness or isolation. Right. And, you know, those emotions and maybe expectations of what, you know, you hope they just seem bigger mm-hmm. during the holidays, right? And then there's more opportunity then for those sort of big sways in terms of how then we might feel let down based on, you know, our expectations. Yeah, um, that definitely seems to be the case. Mm-hmm. And just practically during the holidays, our schedules and routines are off, right. right? So we all know that most children and teens do better when they're on a routine. And so, you know, having parties at school or being off on break, gets us out of that routine. Right. And, you know, that can lead to big swings in emotions too. You know, one example that comes to my mind is when there's no nap schedule. Right. All of a sudden. Right. And I mean, I think, you know, we all, we all like a holiday party, right? Sure. But then there's too much caffeine or right. there's too many <laughs> sweets and treats <laughs> and cookies, um, you know, or just the stress of being cooped up, you know, with, with relatives and just some of those family dynamics. Right, right. right. It sometimes feels like it's all just a meltdown <laughs> waiting to happen for the kids and for the adults sometimes. That is true. We all have had probably had spirited family discussions <laughs> around the table. Um, but, you know, I think as we often say, if you know better, then you do better. Um, so I think then, okay, how can we better support um, the kids and families through the holidays that you know, we're working with it, maybe struggling. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a good way to maybe do this is to brainstorm a list of holiday do's and don'ts together. Let's do that. Um, And so I would start off saying, do prepare for the holidays. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a child in your life who you anticipate could have a reason to struggle, be prepared. Mm -hmm. Ask them how they're feeling about things. Ask them if there's anything they specifically want or need. And set your own expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that me as an adoptive mom, I have to check myself going into the holidays. There's right. this picture of what I want the holidays to be for everyone in my family. And then there's the reality of how it can go. Like somewhere. how it might actually go. Yeah. 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 And I've learned in 
my husband helps me remember, to maintain appropriate or maybe more realistic expectations for our kids. I can see that. And that's a good reminder. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, ignoring the potential difficulty is just never going to help anyone. Right. Right. Um, And so maybe part of this is preparing others. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So giving extended family a little heads up or a little, you know, a little pep talk on what to be aware of, how, you know, you think a child may react or what to do if if they do. Sure, right? sure. And we're talking like the holidays are just starting now because it's that season. But being reminded of tough things can happen really anytime. Like when you're walking through the store in July and Thanksgiving decorations pop that up. Right? is a huge pet <laughs> peeve of mine, you know, and Me time too. flies too fast. Um, and I feel like we rush it and can't enjoy the moment when yeah. we're thinking about Christmas in July. I totally <laughs> or the agree. Holidays. Yes. But, you know, visuals like that can make the big thoughts and feelings and emotions brew in advance of the actual holidays, right? right? We can't predict what might trigger an emotional response from someone who's experienced trauma like this. Right. And I think then as a piggyback to the suggestion of being prepared, I think we should add that we should also respect the Mm -hmm. child's feelings. So that would be another do, like do respect. Um, If they don't want to participate in something, that's okay. Yep. We need to respect that. Um, If they don't feel comfortable comfortable being hugged, let's say by relatives, that's okay. Respect that. Um, If they need a break from all the festivities to go in their room or just kind of escape for a Mm -hmm. little bit, that's okay. We should respect that. Yep. No matter how wonderful your holiday vision may be, you can't force them to see it, feel it, enjoy it. So definitely respect their space and feelings. Right. And then, you know, while respecting them, I think the key is that we really do not want to make them feel uncomfortable, though, or unwelcome. Yeah, and unwittingly so, right? Listeners, we know that you don't intend to make someone feel unwelcome. Right. It can be completely unintended. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think I've seen people get caught up in these holiday traditions and then kind of forget how it might feel for someone who's like on the outside. Sure. Um, You know, uh, let's see what's a fun example. Okay, maybe, you know, that historically in the family, everyone has always worn like matching PJs, right? Yeah. On on their holiday, you know, morning. But what about the new foster child who has now come into the home and then they don't have a pair of yeah. pajamas? And even if you get them a cute pair to kind of match, they're still different than the original everyone else Correct. had, right? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing that comes to mind is how we decorate. You know, we tend to have family pictures around, holiday cards hanging on the fridge, you know, but is this foster child's photo anywhere? Yeah, well, and, and kids notice those things. Definitely. I mean, that is the reality. They already feel out of place. They're in a different environment mm-hmm. and they're trying to assimilate the best they can. Yep. And so then they're looking for proof of why they don't belong. Yeah. And completely unintended, they're, they don't see themselves anywhere. Exactly. And so to make them feel included... And to honor their their history, you know, which is different than yours, mm-hmm. a do that I would put out there is to do incorporate their traditions and maybe even their wider family into your holiday plans. You know, could you have their relatives maybe send them cards? Mm-hmm. Could you cook one of their favorite holiday meals? Could you attend an event with them at their old school? You know, could you have them teach you the words to their favorite holiday song? Right. Like that's yeah, very much could be even, you know, culturally, yes, right? Or just yes. those, those traditions. 
And sometimes it's not safe, we should say, you know, or healthy Mm -hmm. to reconnect with relatives or past places. And that should certainly be um, something to talk, you know, with some professionals about as to what would be best for that child. Um, But if that's the case, then I think a great suggestion is to do something new. Yeah, great idea. Like start a new tradition that's just new to everyone in the family. Mm -hmm. And so I think that way then no one feels left out because, hey, we're going to go do something different this year. Yeah. And hopefully you're bonding through that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then create something that, you know, if it's really fun, that can continue and that becomes a new tradition. Yeah. You know, going forward. I love that. Love that. So I think, um, you know, we've we've talked about some some great ideas here. And so if we were to distill this Recap. down, yes. <laughs> um, so our, our major don't was, you know, don't make someone feel uncomfortable. Unwittingly uh, so. Unwittingly yeah. so, right? Um, so that would be something that like, let's not do that. But mm-hmm. what we should do is we should prepare and set expectations. Yep. We should respect a child's feelings and their boundaries. Definitely. We should incorporate the child's traditions. Yeah, as much as possible. And then we should add something new to holiday plans. Yeah. What do we think? I think they are all fabulous. Definitely love all the do's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really about stepping back to remember that it's pretty difficult to believe in the magic of the season if you're a child who's lived through abuse or neglect. Right. And that sort of brings us back, Kristen, to the children in the case story that you shared. Yeah. Yeah. That holiday clearly did not go as expected for them. Um, And the judge did not weigh her decision lightly, but she knew that their safety was the foremost priority. Mm -hmm. And so she made decisions to ensure that those children were safe Mm -hmm. through that holiday season. And, um, you know, I think that weighs on her and she still thinks about it, but it was, it was the choice that had to be made, you know, that had to be enough in that moment. Right. And then, you know, moving forward, Mm -hmm. they're in that safe environment and hopefully it's temporary and they can be reunited with, you know, their family of origin. But in those moments, you know, then moving forward, we're helping them heal, helping them find hope. Yeah. Because more than anything, this is a season of hope. And so, listener, we hope that you find joy and hope during this season, even if it is amongst loss, grief, or other heavy emotions. Yeah, and that is our call to action for you and for the children in your life. Do something that brings you joy. Reminisce on those good memories. Maybe create a new tradition. Um, Reconnect with someone who is uplifting to you. Yes, and be grateful for all of it. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thank you for listening to Vigilant Voices, Henrico Casa's new podcast. We have a vision for all children to live in safe, healthy homes. You can help us make that happen. Tell a friend about our podcast and find us on social media. I believe in a better day.